Now, Father, in Jesus' name, would you please, Father, open our hearts, our ears to hear, so we might prepare for what you have declared is coming, that you might allow us to make room for the new that you're bringing. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen. Because you haven't yet, why don't you just give a good hug to that person who's standing with you. Tell them I'm in this with you. You may be seated. <clears throat> Can you put up that slide that says your new life? Um... I got to get used to our lights. Can I, I can't see you, but can you see me? <laughs> okay, I'll fake it like I can see you. Um, I, last week, I shared with you a verse of scripture that the Lord uh, put on my heart and the, and the Lord spoke to us about. And I want to I begin with that, with that scripture. Um, there, I, I saw a sign just recently that says what I want to say to you. It says your new life is going to cost you your old one. Look at your neighbor and tell them that your new life will cost you your old life. Find another person looking right in the eye and says your, the new life God has for you will cost you the old life you're living right now. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19 is a powerful passage. Actually, if you look at the whole passage, you see that the Lord is, the prophet of God is speaking to the people of God who are in a very tough situation. They're in a situation that doesn't seem like anything is going to change. I, I liken their situation to ours that we live with, particularly those of you that have been wanting the new to come forth. Those of you that have tried to break through into a new place in God, into a new goal, a new dream. Those of you that want God to do something that has not happened yet. And for those of you that are that way, this word is a really interesting word because when, when you desire something and you're tired of the old, and you want God to bring the new, but no matter what you do, the new won't come, it can be frustrating. Then you start asking yourself, is something wrong with me? Maybe God doesn't hear me. Or maybe I'm, maybe I'm out of step. And I want to tell you, what God does, what God did for them, he'll do for you. And he speaks a word to them, and he says, he says to, the, to them, he says, don't call to mind. I know you know this verse of scripture, but think about it in terms of your life. Don't call to mind the former things, nor ponder the things of the past. The writer of the message, the author of the, of the message says this, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over 
old history. The prophet said, behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. It's interesting that he uses the word now. Will you not be aware of it? Will you not even, he says, I will make a roadway in the wilderness and I'll make a river, I make rivers in the desert. Very interesting word. In the message it says, be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. Mm. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a roadway through the desert. I'm making rivers in the badlands or in the deserts or in the wasteland. Very interesting word. It's important because if you want to have something you've never had, then yeah, you know the saying, right? You got to do something you've never done. If you want to walk in where you've never walked before, you have to take a different pathway. If you want to realize what God has promised and you don't know exactly what it's like, but you have an idea because when you think about it, it, it turns your world right side up. When you think about, oh my God, have you ever filled in the blank? What if money, time, and money were not an object? What would change in your life? Have you ever thought about filling in the blank? If I could have it just the way I really want it, the way I feel that I'm supposed to have it, if I could be in exactly what I dreamed, what would that be like? I like the question she asked you today. If you knew, if you knew that what you wanted was really going to manifest, what is it right now that, you, that you're living in that has to change? What is it that must change? How would you answer that question? I don't know if any of you ever shouted out any of those things, what you know you have to change. Now, you already know this principle. If you're going to have new things, you've got to deal with old things. And if you don't, you'll have a mess. Say amen. That even works in your clothes closet. Somebody say amen. There are things you have that there are, there are ways we live that are cluttering or making room where what God really wants, they're taking up the space for what God really desires. One of the ways that God helps the people of God to deal with change, it helps them to reconcile the past, helps them to deal with what is and what was. I don't know about you, but if you've ever, if you have ever moved, anybody here ever moved from one dwelling to the next? I don't know if you've had to ever do it. Have you ever had to downsize? Um, raise your hand if you ever had to downsize. We all like about upgrading, but have you ever had to downsize? And in, the, in your downsizing, you figured, I got a whole lot more stuff than I have places to put it. I'd like to, in fact, I'd like to just say that if all of you could take all the stuff out of your storage and, uh, and uh, sell it, you, we'd probably have a pretty good print penny. I don't know about you, but I go in my closet sometimes and I look at, have you ever done that? Have you walked in your closet? It's full. You can't get anything else on the rack and you say, I need something new. 
or I don't have anything to wear. Have I ever heard? Have, how many of you have talked about, you, you felt like, well, you know, I just, I got all these shoes. I don't know about you, but does anybody here like shoes? Forgive me for asking. But anybody here like, would you raise your hand without shame if you like shoes? Now, I have an excuse for my shoe like. Well, it's because when I was young and five boys and two girls and, and, and uh, growing up that we had to put cardboard in the cardboard. I, so I'm sorry, none of you know about this. Cardboard in our shoes uh, to keep our feet and our socks from wearing out from hitting the ground. And it, was, it worked really good until you got to a, a water puddle. And I grew up uh, not having many shoes. So when I was able to buy my own shoes, oh my. There's something about it, you know. In fact, I was on vacation last week, and I saw another pair. Actually, I didn't see that pair of shoes. It's my children. They said, Dad, these are on sale. Dad, they don't even make these. Dad, they're made of leather. They don't make these in leather. And Dad, it's 60% off. Isn't that right? Six. They was on sale. And, you know, they were, they were making me feel bad if I didn't walk out of there with those shoes. So I, I, I put them in the pile of stuff, and I bought them. Now I bought the shoes home. Last night I unpacked them. And when I unpacked them, I took them to the closet, and I realized where I'm going to put them. It's horrible. Well, it's great. It's horrible. If you want new things, you've got to make room for old things. Anybody here understand what I'm talking about? I want to I share one verse well, yeah, one verse that will help you. And, and right now, we have to prepare right now. Like God has brought the new thing into your life. What happens is God starts putting his finger on the things that have kept the old things from coming. And if you want to behold even now what God has planned for our future, then there's some things we have to deal with even now. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24 says, in reference to your former manner of life. It's a very interesting passage. In reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. And that you be, interesting word right here, renewed. Maybe you could underline, circle that. Renewed in the spirit of your mind. And put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. When Paul writes to the Ephesians church, he gives an incredible explanation. In fact, you don't see any greater, no greater description of the church and what God is doing in the church than what Paul writes in Ephesians. It's a great book for your meditation, particularly now moving from old to new. For the first three or four chapters are talking about the old, and by the time you get to the last few chapters, he's describing the new. And in between, he makes a transition. He says, we, we all have a transition we're going through. God is transitioning us from the old life into the new life. And he said, 
in reference to your former manner of life, I, I want you to lay aside the old self. And, and it's, like, it's like God is, understands that there are things, there are ways of thinking. There are ways of, 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 act, of habits and actions that we have that keep us from experiencing the glory of what God has already created. He said, I need you, he talks about it like it's a garment, actually. He said, I want you, in reference to your old manner of life, I'm talking about the way you used to live, by the way, the way we used to live is indicative of the way we used to think, the way we used to solve our problems, the way we responded when things did not go very well. He said, in reference to your old manner of life, he said, I want you to lay aside. It's, in fact, the Apostle Paul uses this analogy. Take off the old and put on the new. And it's amazing that the old has already, been, has already existed and the new is already created. But there's something missing. The old exists and the new is created. But you have a choice which one you want to walk in. Talk to your neighbor for a little bit. You can decide your manner of life. Talk to your neighbor. You now get to decide your manner of life. Before Christ, not much deciding was good. Before Christ, in the corruption of our flesh, it's the way we thought, it's the way we did things, the way we grew up. It's the way we responded to negativity. It's the way that we got our own way. It's the way that we ordered our life around and made our life the center of the universe. And it was about me, mine, and I, if I, I'll get mine, you get yours. It was the way we lived. It was the attitude that we had toward each other. The attitude that we had toward parents, toward friends, toward wives and husbands. That old life, that old man. I really want to call it something else, but it's not polite to use those words in, in public. Amen. But that, that, old, that old person that, that, you know the one that came out when you were mad? You know the one that spoke out when things didn't go very well? When somebody teed you off, you understand what I'm talking about? That old manner of life. Paul describes it. And when he describes it, it's not, it's not a pretty picture. In fact, when he describes an old life, he talks about that old man. He calls it the old man, the one that's decaying, the one that is useless, the one that, that, um, that always, always is defeated and always shows up when the, the, the one that doesn't use the right language. You, know, you understand what I'm talking about? The one that um, thinks about how can I get over the one that is centered on yourself. He describes it in Colossians. He said, I want you to put aside, I want you to put aside, similar language, anger and wrath and malice and slander and abusive speech. Put that out of your mouth. He said, and, and quit lying to one another. He, he, uh, he talks about this old person who is slanderous full of anger and revenge. The one that walks around with a chip on their shoulder. The one that's looking for something bad to happen. You know, the one that says, I wish you would take my, I wish you would be sitting in my seat. You know that one. You understand what I'm trying to say? I'm talking about the Cedric one, the Cedric the entertainer one. 
you're looking for trouble. The one that, um, that does not believe. The one that's pessimistic. Always thinking something bad's going to happen. It's an amazing. God could have the blessing right in front of you. But if you're living in the old man, you won't even see it. And when God does something good, next thing you think, I wonder what's, what's going to happen next. Some people can't even enjoy what God wants to bring because their attitude, that old man, when he rises up and you let him prevail, he, he sabotages the blessing that God brings. No wonder why the Lord, no wonder the, the, Lord, read, the Lord wrote in the scripture, you know, when the Lord blesses you, he adds no sorrow to it. So you don't have to put any negative around it. You don't have to put, you, you don't have to put, uh, uh, um, these kind of restraints around the good things that God wants to do. And you're, you know that some people are afraid to receive good things because they've been living in the bad things for so long and have gotten so used to everything falling apart, being negative, that they don't even know how to receive and enjoy the good things that God wants to bring. If God's going to take you and I from the old into the new, then he requires that you deal with that old man. Are you there, saints? That one that um, that one that's always looking for a way out of negative. In other words, that old man that can't deal with any negative. And and you, you know how many people spend their life doing the best they can, trying to create a life where there is no problems, no pain, no negativity at all, hmm. no lack. Most people spend all their life trying to create a life for themselves that is without problem, without conflict. Tap your neighbor and say, good luck with that. The apostle Paul said, this old man, uh, you have to lay him aside because there's not a very good description of him. You know, he, he's, he's, not, he's the person in the mirror you actually can't stand. It's the voice you hear coming out of your mouth when you know you shouldn't have said that. It's the person that sabotages the good things that God is trying to bring into your life. Sabotages. Some people get a great job and they, they, they mess it up internally because they do the things that, cause you to get fired and then blame getting fired on your skin color. Is anybody here? It's an amazing thing. The old man is a scoundrel. And, and for, for all of us who want to go into the new, we have to realize that that old man, his traces and his characteristics, we have to deal with that person. Before Christ, you have no power to deal with him. You have nothing new to put on before Christ. Before you surrender that, that person to Jesus, before you give your life to Christ, you don't have other options. You just live out what's already been put in. You, you, have you ever said something and heard your mama's voice coming out of your mouth? Have you ever done something that, that, that you were even ashamed of 
and you, 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 you saw your, the picture of your father or the person your mother described your father to be. That old man is treacherous. In fact, I want you to decide today, have no tolerance for that old man. Do not put up another day with the characteristics of that old person. And then he, he, the, the apostle Paul says, I need you to, I, I, I want you to put off, put off the old man and uh, lay him aside. Don't let anger, don't let wrath, wrath is I'm going to get you back. You know I'm going to get you. Malice, slander, abusive speech. Don't let those things come out of your mouth. In other words, I want you to don't tolerate the old man. He said, but what I want you to do, I want you to put on the new self who is being, he uses this word, the new self which is being renewed to, a, to put on that being that's being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one that created him. I want you to neglect or that is to nullify this old person. You know, in Romans, um, talks about, Paul talks about the old man. Um, what they, when, he talk, when Paul talks about the old man in Romans, it refers to what would happen if you committed murder. If you committed murder, um, then one of the things they would do is they'd take the person that you murdered and chain you to that body. And you had to drag around that old corpse. And as one person said a few weeks ago, the disease in that old corpse would get on you and you would die the same disease because you didn't let go of the old man. Before Christ, you couldn't do anything else but drag that old man around. You might even had a desire to do good, but, but you're like this. When Paul said in, in Romans 7, every time I go to do good, I find there's evil with me. When I want to do the right thing, I find the wrong thing, I, myself in the wrong thing. When, I, when, when, I'm, when I'm trying to make, have a, put on a new leaf, as, as we used to say, if we're trying to put on a new leaf, I found that I got this old garment that's on me that I can't, I can't pull it off. But when we get to the New Testament, and we hear the gospel of the kingdom. There was a description about you and I that God has, God, when you receive Christ, he's, he now has crucified the old man and the new man has arisen. What does the, what does the, what does the, what, let me give you a couple of characteristics, by the way, of the old man one more time. What, the old man it's called this earthly body is dead. He's a, and by the way, the old man lives in immorality, impurity, governed by passion, evil desires, greed, and this amounts to idolatry. The old man is full of that. And by the way, will never be anything else but that. You can't revive or you can't renew the old man. He's unrenewable. He's stinking. 
he, he is putrid and he cannot be changed. And he's the one you want to deny. The new man, however, is something much more beautiful. And the Bible uses this term. I, I want you to be renewed, which is a very interesting term. The word renew in the, in the New Testament, when the Apostle Paul uses this word, it's actually made up of two words. And, and, and one of them has to do with time, and the other one has to do with nature. One has to do with time, and the other has to do with nature. These two words coming together, talking about renewed, is describing what God has done inside of you and I. He says, um, <laughs> he says, I want you to forget, he says, uh, I want you to, I want you to lay aside this old self, which is being corrupted, Ephesians 4. When you lay aside the old self and your old manner of life, it's being corrupted. In other words, this corruption is going to continue and it won't stop. But I want you to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God. It was created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. The new man in you, the Bible says, is you got this dichotomy working. You got a programming, you got a deprogram, and you got a new life that God has given you. You got an old program that God needs you to get rid of. That's the old man, the way he thinks, the way he talks, the way he treats people. And, and talk about getting rid of old things. In other words, his, his life has, is strong with a whole list of corruptions failures but when you look at the new man the new man the bible says that if you're going to get to the new man then you have to renew this bible this word renew actually it 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 means to walk in something that has never been before it's it's a it's a it's a very interesting word because um the way it's described, actually, in the original, it's unfamiliar, but, and it's, it's even unexpected, but it's wonderful, and, and, it, it, and it continues into time. In other words, this word renew is God wants you and I, if we're going to go into what God wants to bring into our life, there's something you and I have to do. There's something that we have to participate in. It looks like this. It's denying the old. In fact, the Bible actually uses that word to deny this old way and to renew in the new that's, that, that Jesus said has already come. This is um, it's a very powerful word. It's a new nature. It's a new nature and it's continual. In other words, this renewal, God is working inside of us. But you and I have to cooperate. It's not automatic. You don't get this just because you want it. You have to decide to agree. And you have to decide because God will, your will will make the difference. Which one do you want? You want to live in the old man? You want to live in what you, what you had? Have you ever gone back to where you used to live 20, 30 years ago? Anybody ever gone back to your hometown and gone back to the place where you used to live? I've done it now 40, 50 years ago I, I, where I used to live in that house. I went back and looked at that house. I want to tell you I never, ever want to be there again. How many of you say amen to that? 
Have you ever been clicking out your garage and found the old bag of clothes that you used to have and you forgot that you even own that? I'm sorry, am I the only one? Oh, God. And you pull it out, you say, oh, my God. You say, did I, have you ever gone back to the old pictures and pulled up what you had on and looked at yourself? You say, I cannot believe it. It's, it's an amazing thing how old things are meant to continue to be in the past, but old things of this sort are not intended. I, I don't know if you've thought, ever thought about it, but you know, if you want to, if you want, if you're so in love with old things, then why don't you go back and get that typewriter that you used to have? Some of you don't even know what a typewriter is. If you want, if you, if you're so in love with the way things were, then go on and get you a. Uh, an iPhone 5. Oh, I better not say that. Some of y'all still got the 5 in this day. That's right. Okay, all right, all right. Then go, then go back and get the one in the car, you know, where you had to, you know, it was about this long, about this wide, and you had to put it, plug it in, you know, and Lord have mercy. It was like your, your living room telephone sitting there in your car, you know. If you, if you love all things so much, if you're so comfortable with the way things were, then maybe you should go back to some of the old things that, and, and have a look and see how they are not able, not able to provide what's needed in new times. In order to go from where you are to where you want to be, you have to get prepared for that. Some things you have to decide this cannot go with me. Some things you have to make a decision. If I want to receive what God wants for me, then, okay, can I put it this way? There are some, some things that are denied you, not because God doesn't have them for you, but because there are things in the way that you won't move, and God won't move them for you. You won't move so that you can receive what is new. What are some of those things that you've got to get rid of? Is it a way of thinking? Is it a way of talking to people? Is it a way of responding? And by the way, you will get tested to see whether you're ready to come into the new. A situation right before, usually this is what happens. Right before you enter into the new, you get a test in the old. I was counseling a couple for marriage not uh, just a week ago, and uh, I, I said to them, actually it was two weeks ago, I said to them, I said, how are you doing uh, in this engagement? And they didn't want to respond to me because they think that I'm the counselor, so they need to tell me all the good things, right? And I said, how are you doing now that you're getting closer to the marriage? And they kind of looked at each other, <laughs> and I just started laughing. I said, oh, is that bad, huh? And, then <laughs> and they just started smiling. I said, oh, didn't you know when you are about to come into a new covenant, um, uh, it, it, it gets pretty intense and gets increasingly intense before you say, I do. And in an engagement, you get to weather the storm, and the storm doesn't start when you, when you, when you say, uh, I want to marry you. The closer you get to standing in the pulpit, the worse the stuff gets. By the way, do I have any witnesses to what I'm saying? Do you remember how bad it got? Raise your hand high so they'll know I'm not lying to them. Yeah, right before you say I do, it's like all oh, hell breaks loose. Are you going to act like you're not married? Are you going to act like I don't want to live with you? I don't want to deal with you? Don't you know that problems worse are going to come inside your marriage? 
And yet, it's amazing, isn't it? The couple is re required to act like what they're going to act after they say, I do, even though they're in that pressure. You know, the pressure of who she messed up the dresses or, or the, the, the mothers who want to impose their wills on the daughters in the wedding or the, uh, the bridesmaids who refused to pay the money to, or, or, or didn't pay the money to get the dresses made or, or, or whatever it is. It's just, it, can, it can be just horrible. So I remember last week I was talking with this couple on their last counseling session and uh, they were kind of, you know, you know, okay, I need to ask this question. Have you ever, those of you that are married, did you ever run the question in your mind, do I really want to do this? So forgive me, but forgive me, but I know I'm exposing things. When you got, I mean, when you got right up to it, and something would happen, or a heated argument, you know, and you felt like I don't. A little voice, I don't know. That old man would stand up and say, you know, you know, you know, that nigga gonna drive you crazy. <laughs> Can I see your hands? You know, it's amazing. You get a test before you go into the new. The Apostle Paul says, "Here's what I want you to do." I want you to recognize, I want you to recognize this old person that is being corrupted. We've been saved from that person. And we've been saved for the new. Blood has, has paid the price for you to have a will to say, no longer, that's not my life. I will not be controlled by this any longer. I won't be pushed around by malice and slander and, and anger and immorality and unbelief. I no longer will have, I no longer will, will tolerate this in my life. In order for you to do that, you're going to have to surrender your person, your heart, and your will to Jesus. You have to surrender to the one who's already died for you. You have to say, God, I, what, I, what, 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 what I'm struggling with is the way I used to be. And every time the test comes up, I fail the test because that old person comes out. And, and I want you to, Jarrell, are you there? I've been done by now, man. If you've been on the key, no, I'm serious. <laughs> it's not your fault. Don't you love Jarrell? I, I really appreciate what he does. All the musicians, for that matter of fact, I, I thank God for them. Amen. If you're going to apprehend what is coming, and I want to say it this way because I actually received it this way, from now to the end of the year will be your transformation process. And you're going to have to decide to stand the test of whether I'm going to live like that old man or whether I'm going to walk in the new, in the new. Whether I'm going to live in that person who's being renewed daily. Love that language that Paul uses. We are being renewed daily in the new person. It's a big deal because all that God has planned for you it's not automatic. God can do anything, but he will not do everything. Tell your neighbor what he said. Tell you, he, he can do anything, but he will not do everything. 
He has left it to us to say, yes, Lord. He's left it to us to say, Lord, I will, I choose. I choose not to live like I used to live. I will accept this reconstruction you've done. I'll accept this renewal that you're bringing into my life. Truth be told, once you see that, once you've been born again and you see the rearing of the head of that old man, you hate it. Truth be told, you don't even like that person. That's why some of y'all restrict your anger because you know if you expressed your anger the way you could express it, people would see something that they've never seen before. The test is coming. For some of you, the test has already come. I'm going to walk in an expansion of my business. Yeah, but not with greed in your heart. I'm going to walk, in a, I'm going to live in a, in a new place. Yeah, but not with filth in your house. Lord, I, I want more responsibility. Yeah, but not using your, using your authority against people. Lord, I, 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 I'm just so tired of being, not having enough. And God is more than able and willing to give you more than enough. But some of you have sabotaged that because you have not treated what you have with respect to God. You want to go into the new? I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is ready to take you there. But if you're going to go there, you're going to have to make a choice. Lord, I'm so tired of feeling bad. Well, quit eating like you're eating. <laughs> Preaching to myself. Like, okay, all right, all right. Lord, Lord, I, I climb the steps, and I'm, I get to the top of the steps. Okay, okay. Ooh, child, give me a minute. Right, right. I want the new. I, Lord, I want to enjoy my life. Then you're going to have to quit being lazy. Lord, I'm so tired of living in this plateau. I want to increase my effectiveness. Then you can't do that if you ain't going to read. If you're not willing to venture into the new, some of your old habits, tap your neighbor and say, your old habits have been holding you back. Now, I got to tell you, there's something going on here that you need to understand. As the kingdom of God is coming, is come and is coming, what we lived with and what we got away with in our old life, you will not be able to in this that's coming. You'll have to make up your mind, Lord, I am going to be, I am going to personify. That new man that you created is going to be fully in my life. I'm going to stop him from coming forth. I'm going to re be renewed in the spirit of my mind. I'm going to do it. But in order for you to do it, you got to make some really tough decisions because the old man can get real comfortable with old things. You know, got so comfortable with that old car, it don't shift right. But so you just, you just, you just compensate. 
You know how the brakes get bad? And, and you know they're bad, so you start stopping. You know, you, you, <laughs> you, I mean, you, you start a thousand feet back. You start. Then you hold it down and hope it's get, come on, grab, baby, grab, grab, grab. There you go. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. See, I don't know why people don't, I don't know why I can't have any new relationships. I don't know why. that, that, that just like people, I, I repel people. Of course you repel people. You stink. Somebody's got to say, take a shower. You know, the old man loves funk. Do you understand what I'm saying? The old man gets comfortable. My wife said to me the other day, she said, did you shower today? I said, no. She said, when's the last time you showered? I said, two days ago. smell nothing, Chris. I was fine. I noticed my grandbabies, they weren't quite as close as they normally are. You know? It's amazing. That old man can just get comfortable. You know, just like, you know, ooh, they just. But now it's crucial. Because now the stakes are higher. And what God wants to do with you is greater. And how he wants to use you is more broad. Influence. The Lord wants to increase it. But you can't have that. Living like you've been living. Putting up with what you've been putting up with. By your heads, right there in your seat. You know. All the new things you want to come into your life require old things to be dealt with. Paul said, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Paul talks about it as it's already happened. New things have come. All things are of God who reconciled us to himself. He's taken what was between you and God. He's taken that out of the way. The things the old man created that were an offense to God, God took it away by receiving the punishment in his son. So you, in acknowledging, yes, Lord, I believe it, in that acknowledgement would take away the old things, the old man, and, and birth in you the word of God. And the Bible says it's the incorruptible word of God that's been born birth inside of you and the new man is growing and coming to fullness into full stature of the son of God God's working in you some of you have halted you've halted the growth 
because I will tell you that when old things leave, sometimes it's painful. When you tell old things where to go. And, and the temptation to not endure the discomfort of the removal of old things so that you can walk in the glory of new things. The temptation is not to go. But as your head is bowed today, I want you to make a decision. Some new habits you need to start, and you know it. You need to restart or renew a habit that you, that you had, that you let slip. The renewal of your mind can only happen with the word of the living God. And if you do not receive that word, if you don't walk in it, then you don't get to experience the newness that God has already made for you, available to you. Some of you have to start some new, have to restart some new habits. And I want you to talk to the Lord right there in your seat. And I want you to prepare to walk in the new that God has for you. The question is, will you do it? Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for decisions that are being made today. To make your word number one. To make your voice premier. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your hand on our lives. We choose, Lord. Lord, bless those that are choosing even now to make the changes that you've been beckoning in their lives. Lord, thank you for reminding them what really is important. Forgive us for our attention to things and not our attention to people. We praise you and we thank you for this. And we thank you for the glory that we will walk in because of it. Thank you for the courage to say yes for the things that matter and the things that count. Bless them, Father, because they obey you and obey your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand to your feet.